Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Lord, we, give you, we thank God for um, a new year. We thank God for another commanding the year. This is commanding the year 2022. To Jesus alone be all the praise and glory. Jesus and the normal cliche is happy new year, amen. Um, we trust God a glorious 2022. We thank God for 2021. 2021 was awesome, yes. We appreciate God for what He did in 2021. In fact, God did great for us as a ministry in 2021, amen. To Jesus, um, looking at the analysis of what the Lord did for us, we, just, we discovered that in the, uh, within the year 2020 and 2021, there about the Lord was able to help us um, uh, upload uh, over 300 teachings online amen to jesus and um, 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 um the lord was able to enable us reach four nations in the year 2021 amen to the gospel of the lord jesus and um this year we're trusting god for more riches more nations to reach out to our trusting God for more souls to get blessed trusting god for greater works in this year amen to jesus by the privilege of god's grace the lord has given lord give us a word for this year and this year starts the year of serving the Lord Christ. Colossians um, chapter 3, verse 24. Amen to Jesus. What a wonderful word for the year. Amen to Jesus. And so we're going to be um, the group of um, the, 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 the um, uh, 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 command of the year for this year is going to be tolling in that line. Amen to Jesus. I want to welcome you once again from wherever you are joining us from. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you. Happy New Year. By now, it's Happy New Year in every nation of the earth. Amen to Jesus. Welcome and welcome and welcome and welcome. I want to let you know that the Lord is said to us great uh, in this in the, of these meetings. Please tell a friend to tell a friend and make sure someone else joins in so we can all get blessed in the course of these meetings. Amen to Jesus. Glory to God forevermore. Can we say a word of prayer and then we go into God's word? Amen to Jesus. Sweet Holy Spirit, we thank you. Abba Father, we glorify you. Jesus, we magnify you. Thank you for another time again in your presence. Thank you for another privilege to share fellowship, another privilege to get blessed by your word. We celebrate you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, this is your meeting. We ask that you take all the glory. We ask that Jesus will be glorified. Let no flesh glory in itself. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Be glorified forever in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God forevermore. Commanding the year um, 2022 um, I just started off. Amen to Jesus. Tell somebody to tell somebody. Amen to Jesus. I assure you it's going to be a most glorious time. These meetings are going to be extra loaded. Amen. This year, Commanding the Year has been tagged Save to Save. And it runs from the 3rd of um, January all through the 31st of January. Actually, this is also a period of fasting, a 21 days fasting and prayer. Um, it runs um, um, from 10 to the 3rd of first to 21 days with weekends excluded. Amen. To the five working days of the week, we stay in the place of fasting and prayers. Amen. To Jesus, the weekend excluded. Amen. So I encourage you to also join us in this um, fasting and prayer program. It's awesome. It's marvelous. It's glorious. Um, last year's one was wonderful, but the privilege of God's grace, the Lord gave us instruction to fast the first month of every quarter. And we did that throughout the year 2021. It was a test run year. And I tell you, we had diverse testimonies for every season of fasting the Lord did great. If at the last fasting, we're just seven days into the fasting, and wow, the Lord did something great for us. So God used that test run of last year to prepare us for this year. And this year, we are ready for it. And we're trusting the Lord to help us through this season of fasting and prayer. Welcome once again to Commanding the Year 2022. Amen to Jesus. All right. Um, I'm going to go to God's words today. Um, this is... Um, like I said, the, the, the theme for this year's commanding the year is saved to serve, saved to serve, saved to serve. So we're going to be going into God's word straight up and then we're going to be having um, a glorious time in God's presence. Um, so today I'm going to be teaching, we're going to be studying on saved by grace, 
saved by grace. The, the, the subject of our salvation is very important, especially in the times we live in. Yeah, I believe in the miracles, I believe in uh, uh, and the prophetic, I believe in every of uh, the gifts of the Spirit and the manifestation of the Spirit. Uh, but most important to me is the revelation of our salvation in Christ. We are living in end times, we are living in, in, in perilous times, praise God forevermore. We are living in, in, in the times of, of, of the, the, the beginning times of, you know, of, of the troubles and the tribulations. And never before do we need to understand our salvation and hold on to it like now. Amen to Jesus. So um, it's a beautiful way to start the year, praise God forevermore. It's a beautiful way to start the year. Our salvation, amen to Jesus. All right, um, saved by grace is what we are teaching today. What are studying today? Uh, um, we are starting off with our um, anchor scripture, Colossians chapter 3, verse 24, which is word for the year, the scripture for the year 2022 for Chindi Haguna Ministry family and um, the um, completing Christ Church family, amen to Jesus. And everyone who wants to be part of this world, you can enjoy it. Colossians 3, verse 24 says, Knowing that of the Lord you have received the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Christ. We're going to be um, studying these scriptures on and on. Crossover service was awesome. We, start, we stayed on this scripture and it was awesome. I, I encourage you to go check out um, the teaching on the crossover service. It's in our, uh, our Facebook page, Grace Life Home. It was awesome and I was blessed by it. And we're going to be doing taking some little things from that in the course of this teaching. We're going to be learning a lot. Amen to Jesus. So it says, knowing that we are, you are, you are knowing that of the Lord, you have received the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Colossians 3 verse 24. Now, we learned in the crossover service that by new birth, we are made heirs of God. Amen. And joined heirs with Christ. Praise God forevermore. Now, this gives us a place in the family of God as children of God. Now, by new birth, we are made heirs of God and joined heirs with Christ. This gives us a place in the family of God as children of God. Praise God forevermore. Now, by, and this happens by the adoption of sons. Praise God. We are adopted as sons in the into the family of God. Praise God forevermore. Now, same way Jesus is the son of God and the first begotten of the dead, we are heirs of God and children of God. Praise God forevermore. We are heirs of God, joined heirs with Christ and children of God. In other words, we are sons of God. Praise God forevermore. By new birth, we come into the status of sons. By new birth, we come into the status of children. By new birth, we come into the status of heirs. Amen to Jesus. Now, so what Jesus has is what we have. Who Jesus is is who we are. Praise God forever. Romans chapter 8 verse 17 says, And if children then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we be also glorified together. Praise God forevermore. Now, so we see that from this verse of scripture, that as new creations, we are what? Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. And what is the purpose of this? That we suffer with him, we may also be glorified with him. So now this makes us understand clear, in clear terms, that by new birth, we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. That means Jesus, Jesus has begotten from the dead, gives us the legal rights to everything that Jesus has. Now, it makes us um, um, co-brethren co with the Lord Jesus. The Bible says we have been accepted in the beloved. We have been accepted in the beloved. And the Bible says, um, thou art my, Jesus, the Father speaking to the Son, thou art my beloved Son, in whom I will be so they are accepted in Jesus. So, when God looks at us, he sees Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? God does not look at us different from Jesus. When we get born again, I'm talking about when we are a new creation, God is God to all, but Father to only those who are in Christ. Praise God forevermore. Now, you may not like that, but that is what the scripture says. And um, I believe what the word of God says. I don't, I don't, I don't um, bring out things from my head. I take what the word of God says. And whether you like it or not, um, please, you, you can.
can go fight with the word of God, you don't have to fight with me. Amen to Jesus. You can go argue with the word of God, don't argue with me. I don't argue scriptures. I take scriptures as they are. I study them and I apply them to my life. Praise God forevermore. So God is God of all, but is only Father to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen to Jesus. So when we come into Christ, we are children of God, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. We are sons of God. So God looks at us the same way he looks at Jesus. There is no difference. Yes. It's as beautiful as that. There is no difference. So everything the Father gives to the Son, the same thing He gives to us. Amen to Jesus. Now, so when we are in Christ, when we are in Christ, when we come to the family of God, He is no longer God to us. He is now out of Father. Bible says the Holy Spirit makes His ascension in that spirit, groaning in voices that cannot be uttered. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit makes His ascension in that and thereby crying, what? Out of Father. So when we come in Christ, come into Christ, we are not, He's no longer God to us. He's now Father. Now, um, He is he's, he's now Yahweh Father, Abba Father. Praise God forevermore. He still remains God to the world, still remains God to all, but to Lord, there is a more better intimacy. We cannot call Him Abba Father. We did a, um, a teaching last year which I had to do with um, the Holy Spirit um, 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 Christ, Abba Father. It was, um, it's under the spirit of adoption. Please go check out that teaching on our. Um, uh, um, um, on the um, uh, 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 podcast channels, the Grace Life Kumi, you have, we are there on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, uh, and everything. Just go there and check. You're going to see that it is awesome, it's glorious. Amen. Now, so in Christ, we are what? Sons of God, we are children of God, and then we don't just see God as God, we don't see Him as Yahweh that cannot be approached. We see him as father because that's who he is to us. Now, um, he draws in a life that is unapproachable to all. But Jesus says that the way, the truth, and the life. Now, seeing Jesus is the truth and the way, the truth, and the life. That means Jesus is, 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 is life. And in, in him, when we live in him, we move in him. Bible says, him we live and move and have our being. Praise God forevermore. Bible says, just said that the right hand of the father. Amen to Jesus. Now, so Jesus says that the right hand of the father. That means he's approachable to the, 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 um, the he's approachable to the father and the father is approachable to him because he's by the right hand of the father praise god forevermore now his father does in the light that's not unapproachable to all but that light jesus is, can approach that light and if we're in christ that means we can approach what the light of the father that means we can approach the father so he's not just yahweh the one who sees in the light that is unapproachable to all he's what now our our father beautiful glory to jesus forevermore hallelujah that's wonderful amen to jesus now i'm um, so so we are heads of god joint heads with christ by new creation we are sons of god we are children of god and we call him our father the holy spirit cried our father in us amen to jesus and then we can cry our father because he cries our father in us and that's the greatest blessing we can ever have that's the greatest privilege the greatest blessing to have is that you are now a child of god that's the greatest blessing it's not money it's not um there are, there are, there are various manifestations of the blessing amen bible says um um, go to the um, um, leave your father's house and I will bless you. Abraham was rich before the Lord told him to bless him. And you get what I'm saying? Amen. So money is not as it said the manifestations of the blessing. Praise God forevermore. It's a byproduct of the blessing. But the Bible says in Genesis 24, verse 1 says the Lord has blessed Abraham in all things. Now, Genesis 12, verse 1, I will bless you. Genesis 24, verse 1, the Lord has blessed Abraham in all things. So it, it makes us understand that um, the blessing was beyond finances, it was beyond wealth, it was beyond equity, it was beyond uh, um, um, uh, assets. Are we together? The blessing is actually um, being in God and being one with Christ. That's a blessing. Amen to Jesus. Right, I don't want to go more on that. Amen. I just wanted to give us light on that and we can go, go, to, go, go look up the teachings we have done in the past and we can learn, we can study, learn more about that. All right. Now, so by, 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 um, by, by new birth, 
we are what we are made sons of God, children of God. But by duty, we are slaves of Christ. Even as Jesus was the suffering servant of the Father God on the cross, are we together? So we have a place of um, 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 by new, who we are by new birth, and we have who we are by duty. And let me tell you something. Jesus had these two these two. Let me say what status. The status of son. The Bible says, "Do you want the son? He learned to be from the things of Father." He has the status of son. I look at him saying, "Praise the Lord forevermore." Now, if you, if you look at the book of John, it's, 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 it's John renders him as the son of God. Amen. To Jesus. And one of the gospels renders him as the son of man. Another one renders him as the suffering servant. Amen. So he had the status of the son of God and the son of man. Amen. To Jesus. Now, Jesus, um, by, by, by duty, we are now what slaves of Christ. Even as Jesus was the suffering servant of the Father. Amen. To Jesus. Now he fulfilled all the demands of his Father God, who was his master on the cross when he cried. It is finished. Praise God for when he cried, it is finished. He fulfilled all the demands of the Father. Amen. Now, Jesus, when he walked the face of the earth for three and a half years, he was the Son of God. He was the Son of Man. Praise God forevermore. But he was not the suffering servant. Now, Jesus entered into his suffering servanthood when he entered into Gethsemane and began to pray. Now, from Gethsemane, you know how the sequence went. He was, um, Judas Iscariot came with the soldiers. They, 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 they arrested him, they began to beat him, that's when he began the suffering servant. He climaxed the duty of the suffering servant on the cross. And in first time, while Jesus walked the face of the earth, he always called the Father, my Father, or the Father, I am the Father, I want, my, my Father walked it, that's why I walked it. So he never addressed Yahweh as God. He never addressed him even as Yahweh, he addressed him as Father, Abba, amen to Jesus. Now, but for the first time, he called Yahweh God, who was on the cross, Eloi, Eloi, Lamak, Sabbath, Kabi, my, my God, my God, why had that forsaken? Why at that point, he was not money, he was, he was carrying out the duty of the suffering servant. So it was at that point, it was a master and servant relationship. Glory to Jesus forevermore. And now, what it is finished, like I we, 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 we read again and again, it was used in the ancient Greek for three. Uh, major things. Number one, for business transactions, when you when you are, when you when you fulfill all the terms of the transaction, um, um, it is um, there's a there's a term written on the receipt, fertilized time or telios, which means finished. All the terms have been completed. Now the second part is used in warfare. When a country has won the battle, it says fertilized time, it is finished. And then the third one is used by 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 servant to his master. When the master gives him a task to accomplish, when he accomplishes the task. He tell, the servant tells the master, Telesta, Telios, it is what? Finished. So when Jesus was saying it is finished, he was actually telling the father, as a suffering servant, it, the task has been done. Salvation has been effected. Telesta, Telios, praise God forevermore. Now we learned that the word servant in the Bible times actually meant slave. In our controversy, service, please go over that teaching. It's loaded. Go by. We learned that the word servant actually means slave in the ancient Bible times. And even in the Greek term there, when the bosses were servant of Christ, actually means slave, um, um, doulos and doulos. Amen. That's a Greek term. Amen to Jesus. Now, so you can go back there and you learn it more. As a, uh, amen. That, 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 that's just a quick preview so we can quickly run into what we have today. Now, this makes us understand the intricacies and purpose of salvation. Praise God forevermore. That is, salvation makes us saints and servants. Salvation makes us what? Saints and what? Servants. Here is very well. Salvation makes us what? Saints and servants. Saints as what? Members of the family of God. Servants as what? Men of duty and responsibility. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. So salvation makes us saints and servants. In other words, saints and slaves of God. Now, otherwise stated, we're saved to be saints and what? 
servants of God. That I was saints and what duty men, saints and slaves of what Christ. Yeah, you may not like it, but that's the truth. That's what we're saved to be. We're saved to be what saints of God and slaves of the Lord Jesus Christ. You may not like these terms, but that is actually what we're saved to be. Amen. And you cannot take one and leave the other. Today, the church of Jesus wants to take one. We want to be sons. We just want to be members of the body of Christ. But we don't want to we don't want any responsibility. The Bible, Bible says, as long as a hair remains a child, he differeth not from the word servant, and he will place under tutors. Now, a hair that refuses to take responsibility and refuses to have understanding remains what? Liking to a servant that is outside the house. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now, as servant of Christ, we are servants within the house. Praise God forevermore. Servants with sonship response, with sonship status. That's the beauty about our servanthood. That's the beauty about our in quote slavery. It has sonship responsibility. Servants are not usually sons. Servants are as good as let me use the word um, assets. But who we are in Christ is that we are sons. But we are also slaves of the Lord Jesus Christ to carry out what responsibility. And that was what Jesus did. He, 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 he gave us the example which we are to follow. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Now, um, let's look at how we're saved. How are we saved? This is just a foundation to build on. How are we saved? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, and then chapter um, verse 8 to 9. It says, Even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Um, um, verse 8 and says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Verse 9 says, Not of works, this any man should what? Boast. So how were we saved? Simple, we're saved by grace. We're saved by what? By grace. We're saved by grace. Now, this means that grace alone saved us and we were not in any way involved in our salvation. Watch this very well. Grace saved us and we're not in any way involved in our salvation. Thus, speaking from man's works as regards relationship with God, we did nothing to get saved. We did nothing to get saved. This is very important we need to know. We did nothing to get saved. Actually, we did everything to not get saved. Amen. We did nothing to get saved, but we actually did everything to not get saved. Praise God forevermore. But grace, despite all of this, grace still what? Saved us. Wow. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Grace still saved us. We're dead in sins by reason of Adam's sin. Thus, by the work of Adam, which was the first work done by man as regards relationship with God, we were doomed and damned. By reason of Adam's sin, if you want to look at the first work that was done by humanity, as it relates to God and it relates to redemption and salvation, that was the work that Adam did, and it was a work of sin. So if we are, if we are going to be judging based on the work of Adam, we are doomed and damned. We are to face what? Damnation. Praise Jesus forevermore. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's why I said we did everything to not get saved. Amen. Imagine all the beauty that God gave to man, all the splendor, all the wisdom, all the provisions, all the, 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 the authority, dominion that God gave to man. He blessed him, he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the subdue, have dominion. Every of the blessing that God gave to Adam. Yet, the reciprocate act that man gave to God was what? Disobedience. So man did everything to not get saved. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Despite all of this, grace saved us. 
So if God is going to be judging from what Adam did, no man is meant to receive. Bible says, if the Lord shall mark iniquity, who shall stand? No, no, no one can stand. The Lord marks iniquity, nobody stands. So grace is God's removal of his eyes from iniquity. Because if God were to mark iniquity, he would have not saved humanity. So God had to remove his eyes from iniquity in order for him to save humanity. Hallelujah. And that is grace. That is grace. Now this is uh, amen to Jesus. Alright. Now let's look at Romans 5 verse 20. It says, Wherefore as by one man sin, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, even so death passed upon all men. For that all have sinned. By one man sin entered into the world, and death you know, passed into all men due to sin. As a result of that, all have sinned. Every of every humanity, every man sinned because of the sin of one man, and that's the sin of Adam. You say, why? Go ask scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? Go ask scriptures. Because Adam carried in him humanity. God blessed Adam, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the SOB. Have dominion over the fish of the sea. Now, Adam in Adam was the whole of humanity. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so, whatever God gave to Adam was given to humanity. Whatever Adam did, it, it was done for humanity. Are you getting what I'm saying? Bible says, A seed shall serve the Lord and shall be counted unto him for a generation. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Now, that means a man can even serve the Lord and it will be counted for a generation. Same way Adam sinned against God and it was counted for humanity. When God blessed Adam, he actually did not bless one man. He blessed, he blessed humanity. Same way when he blessed other creations, he blessed the whole of creature. Creation, sorry. Amen. That was how when he blessed Adam, he blessed the whole of humanity. So when Adam sinned, Adam what? Sinned for the whole of humanity. I get what I'm saying. God used the principle of one to, bless, to reach out to others. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God evermore. Now, so, with this, we understand that, number one, we are not saved by ourselves. It says, wherefore, as by one man sin, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Now, for this, we understand that, looking at um, um, Ephesians 2, verse 5, and then verse 8 and 9, and then we understand that, number one, we are not saved by ourselves. Number two, we are not saved by God. Two very important information to keep in your heart. You are not saved by yourselves. You are not saved by God. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, Apostle Paul had a problem with Galatians. He said, oh, please, Galatians, how can you, after being saved by the grace of God, now, now go down to depending on works? Are you getting what I'm saying? Man cannot. Man could not. Man will never be able to save himself. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because... The first Adam put us in the mess that we are in. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, now, so um, um, the the word, um, uh, if you look at um, um, uh, Ephesians chapter two verse five, it says, uh, it says, uh, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves, not of yourselves, not of yourselves. And it says, verse nine says, not of what. So two things that is not of salvation is not of self, salvation is not of what works. Two things we have to get, get to know and get to put in our hands. Salvation is not of ourselves, salvation is not of works. Not of yourselves, not of works. Not of yourselves. What yourselves is, is from the um, Greek word homon. And homon means Thea defines it as of yours. Of yours. That was Thea defines of yours. 
Um, this implies that we have nothing of our abilities and capabilities involved in making salvation happen and available to us. Praise God forevermore. We have nothing, nothing, nothing of our abilities and capabilities involved in making salvation happen and salvation make available to us. That's why it says it's not of yourselves. It's not of yourselves. Nothing of our abilities, nothing of our capabilities. Are you get what I'm saying? And then the word works here is from the from the Greek word ergon. And they are defined ergon as any product, whatever, anything accomplished by hand, by arts, or by industry, or by mind. Are we together? And then it's also defined, they also defines as an act, a deed, a thing done. The idea of working is emphasized on the word on the opposite, that is to that which is less than it works. And you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. So when we say we are not we are, we are not saved of our works, this is what we mean. It means that salvation was not in any way a product or accomplishment of the hand, the arts, the industry, and the mind of man. Are you getting what I'm saying? Salvation was not in any way the product of what or accomplishment of the hand, the art, the industry, and the mind of man. So man was not involved in any way. In salvation, praise God forevermore. It was absolutely the work of grace. Are you get what I'm saying? Absolutely the work of grace. Absolutely the work of grace. Now, this is the beauty about salvation. Man was not involved in anything. Are you getting me? And, and the, the seriousness of the absolutely the involvement of um, absolutely um, um, grace is seen in the fact that God did not even allow Mary to be conceived of a man. She was conceived of the Holy Spirit. So it would be totally and absolutely the work of grace. Man was not involved. Even in the conception of Jesus, man was not involved. And you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Now this means that salvation was not in any way an act, a deed, or a thing done by man. Are you getting me? It was not an act, a deed, or a thing done by man. It was absolutely done by grace. Salvation was absolutely done by grace. Man was not in any way involved in salvation. Are you get what I'm saying? Now we, we see a lot of people, a lot of you see um, uh, Martin Luther in, in, in when he came out with the 99 thesis and put on on the, on the church door. It was because what he went through. I did a little. Um, I listened to what Martin Luther went through. He went through quite a lot. He went to Jesus. And then um, he had to go through penance, trying to get end salvation and every of that. And at the end of the day, he discovered that salvation is strictly by grace. And so he came out of his thesis. Man is not involved. Penance cannot get you saved. Um, um, charity cannot get you saved. Good works cannot get you saved. And you get what I'm saying? It, 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 you may not like that, but that's the truth. Amen to Jesus. No matter the good works you do, they cannot get you saved. They cannot get me saved. They cannot get anyone saved. Are you get what I'm saying? Man's work is not involved in salvation in any way. Salvation is totally the product and the, the, the work of what? Grace. So grace is God's work to avail man's salvation, which totally excludes work from man. Are you getting me? Grace is God's work to avail man's salvation, which totally excludes work from man. Now, so God does not, let me use this way, God never needed man's work to get man saved. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me also use this way. Um, um, the, 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 um, the, the provision of salvation, provision of salvation is totally on God's part. 
Let me even start off from the, the whole story of Mary. God, the angel came to meet Mary, thou highly favored, you shall conceive a child, and you shall call his name Jesus, for that I shall save him more from the sin. And he said, How can this girl and all of them? I said, The Holy Ghost shall, shall overshadow you, and that Holy Ghost which you shall conceive, it shall be um, 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 the Savior of the world. Uh, praise God forevermore. Now, so now, Mary's path was just to, to be a carrier. Are you getting it? But for the conception, she had no work to do. We all know that in normal conception, both male and female have work to do. Can you get what I'm saying? But here, Mary had no work to do. She was just a carrier. And that also I'll make us understand. So, uh, so in quotes, Mary was just a recipient. Can you get what I'm saying? But every other work that had to be done for Jesus to be implanted in her was done by the Holy Spirit. Same thing with salvation. Man is simply a recipient of salvation. Mary is just a, 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 a show of what man's perspective is in the package of salvation. And that means what is the transaction of salvation, the business of salvation. Man is just a recipient of salvation. Why God is the one who gives salvation? He does the implantation of salvation. He does the creation. And everything is God's work. Are you getting what I'm saying? So grace is God's work to avail man's salvation, which totally excludes works from man. So what does man really have to do? Man just has to what? Receive. Receiving, you may say, is work. Yes, it's a little work. Yes. I may agree with you on that. But the real work in salvation is what happens. it. And just like the same way the train of Israel, the manna that fell from heaven, God provided the manna. God sent the manna. They are part of the program. And it. I don't think there should be a problem with picking and eating. Amen to Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why um, most of the time when we say that people are not getting saved, they now begin to wonder what's happening. But you see, the problem remains that it's not their of their personal will that they don't want to get saved. It's the God of this world that's blinded their eye. Because actually, when someone gives you food, your part is to collect that food. The gift that every the person has worked for it. You know, parents do the working, children do the eating, is that not so? And when a child does not want to eat, then begin to check it medically. That's why people don't want to receive salvation, begin to check them spiritually, medic, uh, medically. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why like Jesus said, I did not come, I didn't come for those who are well. I came for those who are sick. Why are they sick? Because they are refusing to eat. Are you getting me? They are losing appetite. They, they don't have appetite. I mean, people who have appetite, remember, it's not becomes it, it, it gets a level it becomes a medical condition. You give, you give, you need to give more vitamins and every of that. Now, so Jesus said, I'm coming for those who are not taking salvation because they are sick. So everyone who does not take the salvation of the Lord Jesus is sick. Praise God. Because there's no work in I I put I provide the food for you. I won't bring it to your table for you. There's no work in what? Holding the plate and taking your spoon and eating. Are you get what I'm saying? So if the plate is the, the, the food is brought to your table for you, the spoon, and you cannot hold your spoon and eat, then you are sick. Are you getting me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Alright, now let's let's look uh, let's study um later on grace. What is grace? What is grace? What is grace? From Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, which we have been reading, and verse 8. Let's look at the C part of 5. And the A part of eight. The C part of five says, By grace ye are saved. By grace ye are saved. And then the A part of eight says, For by grace are you saved. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. So this makes us understand that grace is the one who saves. Grace is the Savior. 
What is grace? Grace is the Savior. Grace is the Savior. Amen. Grace is the Savior. That's why the grace teaching is not a teaching. It's not a teaching. It's bigger than a teaching. You have to say this grace preachers, this grace preachers. No. You see, what else do you preach? If you don't preach the Savior. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? We don't preach ourselves. We don't even preach topics from the Bible. We preach the Savior. Who is the Savior? Grace is the Savior. And what was grace again? Grace is the bringer of salvation. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. It's for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Grace is the Savior, and grace is the bringer of salvation. So grace is salvation and the bringer of salvation. That's when you say the grace preacher. The grace preacher is only preaching salvation. And <laughs> you get what I'm saying? The only preacher, I have to say, stop preaching uh, prosperity, preach salvation. Um, suppose say this grace preacher, this grace preacher, the actual fact is that you are we are not actually going detailed into um, scriptures. When you say this grace preacher, you're actually saying these salvation preachers. So if you say I should not preach prosperity and preach salvation, and I'm preaching grace, and I'm, I'm actually preaching salvation. Are you get what I'm saying? Now it's only when it is not preached in the right context, then because somebody can preach salvation instead of preaching salvation, he preaches damnation. Yeah, a lot of people who claim to be preaching salvation, they're actually preaching condemnation and damnation. All in the name of preaching salvation. Now you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But they are actually believing that they are preaching salvation, but they are actually not preaching salvation. They are preaching damnation and preaching condemnation. Salvation is salvation. Salvation means God removed his eyes from your sin. The Bible says God commanded his love towards us that even while we were yet sinners, not when we were saved, but say while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Greater love had no man than this, that the, that the man laid down his life for his friends. That's salvation. Salvation is God saw my sins, but did what? Chose to remove his eyes from my sin and sent and sent his son to save me. That's salvation. So salvation means God refused to capitalize on my sins. Bible says the Lord mark iniquity. You understand? The, the Lord refused to mark iniquity, and he rather he chose to what? Save me. That's salvation. And that's grace. So grace is the bringer of salvation. Grace is the savior. The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. Titus chapter two verse eleven. So the grace of God is Jesus, the Son of God. The grace of God is Jesus. That's the grace of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when we preach Jesus, we are actually preaching the grace of God. You cannot tell me as a pastor don't preach Jesus. I mean, you're telling me I should not preach the grace of God. What should I preach then? What should I teach? You're telling me don't preach, um, don't preach Jesus. What should I preach? You're telling me not, not to preach uh, uh, my Savior. Who should I preach? What should I preach? What then am I to preach? If we are not preaching the Savior, we are preaching the destroyer. That's the truth. If we are not preaching the Savior, we are preaching the destroyer. If we are not preaching the Savior, we are preaching another gospel. If we are preaching another thing, not even a, it's not even a gospel, but it's not good news. Anything other than the Savior is not good news, it's bad news. Praise God. So, we preach grace. We preach the Savior when we preach grace. We preach Jesus. Are you get what I'm saying? So the grace of God is Jesus, the Son of God. John 3, verse 16, in popular verse of scripture, we all know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That's what I believe in him. You should not perish. Those that believe in him should not perish. That means you should not go to hell, but that God. 
everlasting life. Amen. Verse 17 says, For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. No, he didn't send him to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. Might be saved. Might be saved. So he sent the world, the son, to save the world. The son is the salvation for the world. I don't know whether you like this or not. Um, I'm not arguing with you. I believe the word of God. I believe the Bible. I have the right to believe what I want to believe. I get on saying you also have the right to believe what you want to believe. But this is what the word of God tells me. And I'm not preaching myself. I'm preaching the Bible. I'm not teaching myself. I'm teaching the Bible. Amen. Verse 18 says, He that believeth on him is not condemned. He that believeth on him is not condemned. Now, so condemnation comes when you don't believe. And it says, But he that believeth not is condemned already. Already condemned. I get on saying. Praise God, because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So, salvation is the, let me use the word, antidote for condemnation. That's why Romans chapter 1, uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. That's the original um, uh, um, um, translation. The original um, um, Greek, the coin Greek, just places like that. There is therefore now no condemnation to them in Christ Jesus. Amen to Jesus. Now King James added, who walked not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That's an addition from King James. But the original Greek puts it, there is therefore now no condemnation to them in Christ Jesus. That is simple. That is the end. Once you are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Why? Because this is the reason why. He says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Once the world can what? Believe in him. The word will no longer be one. The word is no longer condemned. So he says, he that believeth on him is not condemned. That is why the original translation is very right. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ. Once you believe in him, you are not condemned. You cannot be condemned. You will not be condemned. The word condemnation there in, in, the, in the Greek actually uh, uh, means uh, um, to, to pass judgment. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so when we are in Christ, God cannot judge us again. As sinners, are you get what I'm saying? Why? Because in Christ is what the righteousness of God, and God has passed the judgment of sin on Jesus. And there's a law called the law of double jeopardy. The law of double jeopardy means an offense cannot be punished more than once. Are we together? So since God has passed the judgment for sin on the body of Jesus, He cannot judge us for sin again when we are in Christ. Then man be in Christ. He's a new creation. All things are passed with you, all things have become new. So in Christ, there is no condemnation. Outside Christ, there is condemnation. That, 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 that means so long as you are in Christ, Bible says in him we live and move and have our being. So long as you live in him, move in him, and have your being in him, you can't be condemned for sin. Are you getting what I'm saying? We can't be condemned. But if we go out of him, then we are condemned. Are you getting what I'm saying? it. It's as simple as that. You may not like it. You may not like it. So once you are in Christ, you are in him. God can never condemn you for sin. No. Because sin has been condemned already. Praise the Lord forevermore. Alright, look at Acts chapter 4 verse 12. It says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name 
under him, under him, living among men, whereby we must be saved. The only name given among men whereby we must be saved is the name of Jesus. That's the name. That's the name. That's the name. That's the name that gives salvation. That's the name that brings salvation. That's the name that bears salvation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Other than the name Jesus, there is no salvation. Outside Christ is damnation. Outside Christ Jesus is condemnation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Now, believe you me, my brothers, my sisters, um, I, I am not here to argue with your belief. I was talking with um, Pastor, I was talking to my wife, and I told her, it's only the Holy Spirit that can really get you to say because people out there, there are different materials, different books, different um, 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 simile, what they call holy books. The word Bible is from the Greek of Biblos, which means a holy book, and uh, everybody may have his own holy book. We have our own holy book, the Bible. Um, um, which is the Old Testament and the New Testament, amen to Jesus. The 66 books, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, now, so many people have their different belief system, and they all believe that they have different means that they can say. But Jesus said in John 14, verse 16, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Now, if Jesus did not say all these things while he was on earth, then would have said this, would have been able to run the conclusion that the likes of Apostle Paul, who wrote um, 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 a large percentage of the New Testament, and the disciples were actually making fallacious statements. And you get what I'm saying? Now, but Jesus said it clear I am. I am. Not a way. The only way. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by Him. Now, many other um, um, religious leaders, they came, and every other of them, none of them ever said He is the way to Father. Are you get what I'm saying? None of them ever said He's the way to God. They didn't even say they were a way to God. Some of them said they don't even know the way. You know, you don't know the way, but you're leading people. That's, <laughs> that's preposterous. Are you get what I'm saying? But Jesus is the only one who said, I am the way. I know the way. I am the way to the Father. So he's the only way salvation comes, came to humanity, and he's the only way humanity can be reconciled back to the Father. Are you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Now, so in this, we must understand these basics that there is no other name by which man, man can be saved. There is no other name, there is no other way. We cannot be saved by what we do or what we don't do. We cannot be saved by who we are or who we are not. We are saved by Jesus, the grace of God, and Jesus, the name that is above every other name. Now, this makes us understand that Jesus is our Jesus is our salvation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Jesus is our salvation. He is our salvation. He is not just only the savior of the world. He is the salvation himself. Wow. So you cannot remove Jesus from salvation. I cannot remove salvation from Jesus. Jesus is salvation and he is the savior. So uh, um, 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 we're saved by Jesus. Not by what we do. And if we have this understanding, it will help us put our trust in Jesus. Praise God forevermore. It will help us put our trust in Jesus. Not on what we do or what we don't do. And you get what I'm saying? Now, grace is Jesus giving to save humanity strictly on God's terms and account. Are you getting me? Without the impute of man in any way. Grace is Jesus giving to save humanity strictly on the Father's terms. On his terms. 
without the input of human beings. You know what I'm saying? I use a little analogy. The angel tells Mary, she said, okay, you're going to conceive and have a child. Say, but how would this be? Because I need an input. I need an input into me to be able to conceive and carry a child. And the, and, and, and the angel said, don't worry. The Holy Spirit is going to do what? Overshadow you. So, the input you need is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to plant that seed in you. You don't need to get, you don't need any man's effort. You don't need any effort. The beautiful thing about it was that um, um, Mary had no effort in the conception. Because in normal conception, the woman needs to put effort. But Mary had no effort. That situation makes us understand salvation. We have no effort to put in place. We have no input. <laughs> Mary was just a receiver. We are just receivers. Are we together? So, it's strictly on God's terms and on God's account without the input of man in any way. This is how we are saved. This is how we are saved. And this is how we are saved. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God. We're saved in this way. We are being saved in this way and we'll be saved in this way. By reason of the finished work of Christ, by reason of the total work of, Christ, uh, of, of, of the Father in salvation, we are simply recipients. Now, when you have the recipient mentality, you will not be under stress. Are you get what I'm saying? When the angel told me, Mary, okay, be told to me, I'm going to do what? I don't want to carry that. So, I want to, to, to be a receiver. And you see, it's easiest to be a receiver. Are you get what I'm saying? There's only way you are receiving without any work done. Are you getting me? It's harder to be a giver. Amen. That's why the Bible says more blessed to give than to receive because God knows that the other work is on the giving side. It's easier to be a receiver. I know the beautiful thing. For salvation, we are simply receivers. God is the giver. Are we together? Now, on this ground, we were not saved by merit. We were saved by mercy. We are not saved by merit. We are saved by what? By mercy. So, salvation is a gift of grace which flowed from God's heart of love. And his bowels of mercy. Salvation is a gift of grace which flowed from God's heart of love and from his word, bowels of mercy. Child of God, this is the great salvation we have. This is the great salvation we have received. And the beauty of this salvation is what we must hold on to. This salvation didn't work for. If we receive what we do work for, people appreciate it. That means we must appreciate this salvation. Apostle Paul said, How can you neglect so great this salvation? It's so great, right? Because it's a gift. We didn't work for it. We simply want We are recipients of grace. We are recipients of salvation. And every wise person treasures a gift. That is why we. How do we treasure salvation? Is that one? That's how we treasure salvation. We are saved as sent to serve. Every good child knows that my dad provides for me, so what do I do? I must do the little I can to make him happy. Service is the little we can do to make the father happy. 
believe you are not condemned. But you don't believe you are condemned. I know you don't want to be condemned. This year is a beautiful year. You've been through that prayer last year, even on the customer service. But this is the time to start it down. This is the first kickoff for the year. You want to get saved. I encourage you to get saved. You want to make sure that person has saved. I encourage you to do that. Say this prayer for me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died and resurrected from me. On Calvary, you shed your blood to take away my sins. Jesus, today, I surrender my life to you. I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you served, you, 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 you chose me, I choose to serve you the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for everyone who has received this, who has made this prayer. Thank you for receiving them. They belong. And thank you for granting them the grace to serve and glory the days of their life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, you want to pray one prayer with me? One prayer. One prayer to kickstart. Lord, help me serve you as a means to appreciate this gift of salvation. Are you praying that prayer? Lord, help me serve you as a means to appreciate this great gift of salvation. Come on, go ahead and pray. Oh, salvation, I'm Lord, help me serve you. Help me serve you as a means to appreciate this great gift of salvation you gave to me. I didn't work for it. I didn't deserve it. Lord, help me. Help us. Help us. Help us serve you as a means to appreciate this great gift of salvation you have given to us on your own cause and on your own terms. We didn't do anything to deserve it. You, we did everything not to deserve it. But you looked away from our sins and you gave us salvation on your own cause and your own terms. Lord, help us serve you. Serve you just to just to appreciate this great gift of salvation. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for everyone who has prayed this prayer. Thank you for receiving them in your will, Lord. And thank you for, for releasing the grace upon us, Lord. We will maximize the grace you have released, Lord, to serve you as an appreciation for your gift of salvation. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Be glorified forever. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Once again, um, um, we have started off the conference. It continues tomorrow. So I trust God to have a glorious time with you tomorrow. Thank you for your time. God bless you. Bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.